0: Welcome to Frankenstein Podcast from Planet 13. It's the horror punk movie podcast where each week we bring you the perfect pairing of a horror punk song and a movie to watch with it. And
1: today your sommelier has got for you, do you want, which one, what would you like to hear first? Would you like to hear the song or the movie?
0: Oh, okay, give me the movie and I'll try and guess the song.
1: Oh wow, okay, well, I'm going to give you. The Hammer Horror version of Dracula, starring Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee.
0: So this is, uh, what, Dracula 1958?
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think that sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Um, alright, so it's a Dracula, it's a a Dracula, one of many. Man, I'm really drawing a blank. Um,
1: Do you want
0: me to give you a hint? No, let me me make a guess. Is um, Is it Zombina? Is it Dracula blood?
1: It is not zombina and the skeletons, but uh,
0: Okay, hit me with a hint.
1: Okay, so I mentioned this in the in the first episode. He he's one of my favourite artists of all time.
0: Okay, so it's our boy Wednesday.
1: It's our boy Wednesday thirteen.
0: Blood sick?
1: Close. Close.
0: Okay, what is it?
1: Blood sucker.
0: Oh okay. You mother <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll have to remember sucker. to put
0: the obscenity tag on this one. From, why well, I didn't
1: say it.
0: That's true. It was true.
1: implied obscenity, mm.
0: which
1: is kind of our brand. <laughs> um, it is from the album The Dixie Dead. 2013? Oh, man, I don't know. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> La- from the
0: last 10 years or so. So, like, more recent Wednesday, but not super recent.
1: Yeah. Post Drag Queens, post Murder pre. What he's doing at the minute, which is Gary Newman covers.
0: Is that what he's doing at the moment? Uh, yeah. I love that for him. Yeah, he's
1: doing his own thing.
0: Where, where does it stand in relation to Whiskey Crow?
1: Uh, Bourbon Crow. Bourbon Crow. <laughs> <laughs> Close <laughs>
0: enough. I don't listen to his country music.
1: <laughs> I think it's around the same era, the Gunfire 76 era. Ooh. It's a kind of glam rock band that he did. Uh um, ah, he's a busy guy. He, he, ke- he keeps it busy. Well, what I love about Wednesday 13 is <laughs> he does what he loves.
0: Yeah. He loves
1: what he do, and he do what he love.
0: Mm. Truly really an inspiration to us all. Okay, so it's Bloodsucker. Bloodsucker. Uh, so, I mean, what what made you choose this song? Or, like, what do you like about it?
1: Well, I recently watched uh, the Hammer Horror Dracula with Chris and Peter Cushing. Seen it before, however, managed to get hold of a version that had dun, 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 the Lost Tokyo Reels. Um, so the BBFC cut some scenes from the Hammer Horror Dracula uh, back in the day for being too, either too gory, too violent, or being a bit too sexy. And so I wanted to see what it was like, I wanted to see what I was missing. And, I mean, in terms of 2021 standards, the goriness and the sexiness is... Uh, <laughs> hmm. It's implied, <laughs> shall we say, rather than explicit. But it, it, it's some good effects in there. Um,
0: yeah, that closing effect where uh, Dracula turns to dust. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> they killed Dracula in this one. Um, I think
1: he'll be back, you know.
0: Yeah, at least eight more times than the in the Hammer Horror uh, movies. Yeah. They made nine, can you believe it? Really?
1: Yeah. I've seen... I've
0: this is the only one I've seen, but you know we got all all sorts.
1: I know it was Dracula, AD nineteen seventy two, I believe, which I saw. I used to have the Hammer Horror box set and all the DVDs, or at least a large amount of the DVDs, because you used to be able to get them the dirt cheap. No one really wanted
0: Hammer Horror DVDs. I Can't imagine why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know, with these days, it's it's the niche market. They know they they know to milk us like the, the cows we are, moo moo.
0: Um. <laughs> 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 okay, um, so so yeah, you recently watched uh, the nineteen fifty eight Christopher Lee Dracula, yeah, uh, and and you you watched it with the sort of like extra too hot for television, too hot for fifties television, not too hot for those
1: Brits in nineteen fifty eight, They c- could not handle seeing. Uh, A woman, I'm going to say she wasn't too put out by the idea of Dracula sneaking into her bedroom at night. And yes, also the scene at the end when the curtain is pulled down. Dracula, again, spoiler alert, is exposed to the sunlight. And Christopher Lee wearing a red latex mask with mortician's wax sculpted over it. Flaws off his flesh from his face before turning to dust uh which was a, a much better effect than i expected to be honest you, yeah you i seen... was
0: i was super impressed by that effect yeah. especially because you the, in the original cut the cut that i had seen uh that's not in there it no. sort of it cuts away to to peter as Van Helsing, and then it cuts back and dracula's face is kind of a pile of ashes yeah uh, so it really it was like a huge improvement. It was awesome.
1: It was, it was. Um, I'm really glad you liked it. And when I was watching this Hammer horror Dracula, because we recently watched a lot of the Universal monster movies, including Dracula, I was struck by how much more energetic Christopher Lee's Dracula is compared to Bella Lugosi's. And I thought I need to pair this film with an energetic song represents this kind of brute force dracula a dracula that's not afraid to open a door into a cellar see that peter cushing is already in that cellar and go and run (laughs) away at full blast (laughs) he's a dracula that runs Mm,
0: this is a speedy dracula he's He's got those long limbs
1: christopher Christopher lee has got long limbs and he will just run upstairs at great pace
0: Yeah, there were some incredible scenes of his spindly legs just flying all over the show. He's an action Dracula. Action Dracula would actually, you know what, if we were going to make a film, Mm. I think we could make action Dracula. It's about a Dracula who solves crimes.
1: I think he'd kick Blade's ass.
0: (laughs) You know how last week we were talking about how you have a bit of trouble being decisive? Yeah. Yeah. But no, no hesitation. Come down on the side of Ac- action Dracula in a face-off between him and Blade.
1: In a face-off between him and Blade. In a face-off between him and Bella, Lugosi's Dracula. I come down on Christopher Lee's Dracula. He's, he's the better Dracula. He, he brings a sort of... He, he's not just for the ladies. He's not just a sexy Dracula. He is also Dracula for the men. Dracula that you can fist fight.
0: Mm.
1: you know just to just to be very stereotypically gendered (laughs) about these things
0: well i mean i regret to inform you that uh so in this in the hammer horror dracula he uh turns jonathan harker and i regret to inform you that he definitely fucks him uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, so now we do have to put the explicit tag on the yeah. podcast um, yeah this is a bisexual action Dracula for sure damn, I, I must have been
1: missing that footage they must be about <laughs> to release another version <laughs> of
0: more. that one's from Super Japan wow <laughs>
1: um, yeah I mean yeah well in the, the lyrics to Bloodsucker by Wednesday 13 uh, he uses the, the Pronoun? I think pronoun is the correct Mm. term here. Please forgive me if I'm wrong. We. Mm. Like a plural. It's not simply about the individual. It's we suck your blood. And uh, this Dracula does have... He has a bride at the start who we see. He turns Jonathan Harker. He turns Mina.
0: He turns Lucy. He turns Lucy. This is a Dracula with a posse. Action Dracula. Getting it done. Yeah, absolutely. Um... I think, like, we've talked about it a bit, so I think it's probably worth acknowledging uh, just that, you know, there's been many cinematic uh, vampires and many cinematic Draculas in particular, with Bella Lugosi's probably being the most famous. So you've come down uh, assertively on the side of Christopher Lee as the, uh, the superior Dracula. It's certainly a... Lee's performance is, like, a really interesting interpretation, but... The whole film is a really interesting interpretation. (laughs) It doesn't really, with the exception of the character names and the idea of a vampire, it doesn't really adhere that much to Bram Stoker's original vision.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is pretty liberal with its interpretation of the source material. I believe that was probably due to budget constraints. Yeah. They had to keep it all sort of in one location. Um, which is never revealed. It's some sort of Germanic Bavarian yeah. forest, sort camp. of
0: generic Central Europe.
1: Looks a little bit like East London, you know. Occasionally, <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of that was filmed in the local nature reserve. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's it is, it is a very strange interpretation of Dracula. I mean, let's can we start with the castle? Let's let's start with Dracula's castle. <laughs> And something that you noticed when we were watching this film is Dracula's castle is located near a trickling stream.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean trickling. I think is uh, not is putting it lightly. Yeah. Uh, because uh, yeah to enter Dracula's castle, uh, Jonathan Harker at the start of the film crosses what looks to be a gushing fire hose with a bridge <laughs> over it. Yeah. Interesting for a couple of reasons because. Uh, Vampires are, are sometimes said to not be able to cross running water, uh, but also just completely hilarious to, <laughs> to watch this like horizontal jet of water. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you know, you raise an interesting uh, point there about vampires not being able to cross running water, which I don't think is explicitly mentioned in the film. No. But there are several things in this film that weren't in the universal motion pictures. Dracula, and i'll start with a few of these tropes that we've come to just simply recognize as yep that is what a vampire is and does garlic
0: yep no i think there are garlic flowers in the universal one maybe when lucy's i don't i don't know actually okay well
1: there's the garlic flowers which may or may not have been see i don't i've never seen nosferatu
0: i've never seen nosferatu um, who is who is the actor in Nosferatu? I was trying to remember last night.
1: Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, is it like is a German name Fritz mm. or Klaus?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a. a I European hope that doesn't guy. sound
1: offensive when I say that <laughs> a German name Fritz or Klaus. was it a, wasn't it Fritz Lang? Was that Metropolis?
0: Fritz Lang's the director of Metropolis. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love our ambition to make a film podcast <laughs> while also knowing so little about. I really film.
1: hope that people email in and be like you dumbass, it was this, and we can get some Bantic on
0: That would be quite good. I was... Like, in our last episode, I kept calling Elsa Lanchester Elsa Lancaster, so I'm not on good form. Yeah.
1: Also, uh, we focused in on the Misfits' song, Dust to Dust, when there's, on American Psycho, another song that is also explicitly about the Bride of Frankenstein, which I just completely overlooked.
0: (laughs) That's Hate the Living, Love the Dead, right? Hate the Living, Love the Dead.
1: Yeah. Um... If, if, go on IMDb if you just want facts.
0: Yeah, you come here <laughs> for opinions.
1: <laughs> okay, so garlic flowers may or may not have been used for his horror production. Mm. Um, the crucifix...
0: Yeah, that's not in the...
1: that was, there. Was a, there was a talisman in the Universal Monsters Dracula. But the crucifix... I, I especially think when he makes a crucifix from two separate candlesticks, mm. it's become a, quite an iconic image that I think
0: maybe from? Yeah, I, I think it could be the originating. Did
1: the Dracula in Universal Monsters have fangs, by the way? He didn't. Because this Dracula, he's got fangs.
0: Oh yeah, Christopher Lee can barely talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, action Dracula. He got fangs. He's got red bloodshot eyes when he gets particularly particularly
0: vampire Excited.
1: Yeah, he gets excited, his eyes go bloodshot and you're in for a wild time then
0: yeah this is true
1: lock the windows
0: um yeah it's also got um oh my god i, I think i was gonna say the thing about the fangs as well oh, I, am, sorry. I am not bringing it uh yeah like this really establishes quite a lot of the ideas of a, a vampire film a dracula film in particular in terms of how dracula looks and behaves while at the same time being so wildly divergent from a classic dracula retelling yeah uh so yeah i mean it was really interesting the point that i wanted us to talk about a little bit more and i think this really does relate to um bloodsucker is just the sexuality of the film it is by 1958 standards it is a sexy film yeah. it is um as you said, like it's definitely pretty strongly implied that Mina's not that uh, opposed to getting, getting Dracula'd. It's got quite a lot of scenes that have a lot of um, kind of implied sensuality, these sort of women being very willing to be... Uh,
1: they open the bedroom windows, don't they? Yeah, and
0: take, off lie their, on the bed. and take off their crucifix necklace as if to sort of signify a kind of readiness. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I really liked that, and I was reading a little bit about the film after we watched it, and that was exactly what the the director was looking for. And even told uh, the actress who plays Mina that when she comes back from her encounter with Dracula, that she should act as if she's just had the night of her life, (laughs) (laughs) like that she's uh, yeah, it's it's been like the sort of wildest sexual experience of her life, and then she comes back and sees her husband, and I mean she she nailed it. Right, yeah. like she comes back and she's being so like coy, and yeah. she's just like really feeling herself, but it's. Uh,
1: she starts wearing black after that, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. She's like, yeah. Meanwhile, her husband is outside in the tree's messing around with owls.
0: Yeah, because he's trying of... to protect her from Dracula, but not particularly Too effectively.
1: <laughs> Too late, buddy. Dracula's inside the house.
0: Action, Dracula's coming for your wife. In fact, she. She us Dracula in. in. She moves his coffin in
1: into the basement. Wow, it's it's actually a it's a cuckold story, isn't yeah. it? Really, like let's be, let's call a spade a spade.
0: I always will. I'm never going to miss out on an opportunity <laughs> to point out when some someone's getting cuckolded by Dracula. <laughs> There's some incredible effects in it as well. We talked a little bit about the um the sunlight effect at the end, but. Actually, my favourite effect is when um, Van Helsing applies a crucifix to Lucy's forehead when she's mm. turned, and it just instantly leaves this really well applied burn makeup. Yeah. Um, that just was something that I think you would see so much in like a much more modern horror. Like a yeah. lot about this film seems dated. It's got those big sort of soundstage sets, and they're not you know, the expensive Universal sets, they look a lot more like a theatrical...
1: Yeah, I think you said uh, it felt to you like you're looking at three stage walls and we are watching the wall that isn't there, which is, is correct, but it looked like that as well.
0: Yeah, very much so inside Dracula's Castle. Yeah. I thought that was where it was most notable. Really interesting interior design decisions made in Dracula's Castle as well. It's yeah. really like, you know, this is a colour film, whereas the other... Uh, the um, the Universal Dracula is black and white, but it's it's quite garish. It's it's almost gaudy. Yeah,
1: um, I I quite enjoyed that. To be honest, yeah, I enjoyed that use of color. I remember. Um, I mean, again, it's become a bit of a, a point of, of humor when you see the blood in these films. Really? It's so paint-like. I quite like that. It's almost psychedelic. Yeah, like seeing that thick, bright red blood dripping is so uh provocative
0: yeah it's very i mean this is we're talking about the technicolor era and it is technicolor Uh, i also think especially in the version that we watched this time um you can tell that they color graded the film for red so that the reds really pop so all the red curtains in dracula's castle the red cushions uh even the sort of the red of the actor's lips you know they have like film makeup on but everything just the red really like Sings out, yeah. Uh, so that when you do see blood, it is the brightest thing,
1: yeah. I, I can only imagine what that would have been like to watch on the big screen. If I ever get a chance to watch it on the big screen, I'm definitely going to take it. Cause seeing that the stake through the heart and that red blood come out, even the opening shot
0: of mm. Dracula's
1: coffin, and then for some reason, blood drips on it. I don't know why, it's provocative.
0: Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's, especially for the time, I'd call it quite a blood-soaked movie. Yeah. You do see a good amount of blood and some, I mean, it's uh, quote-unquote tastefully done, but several people get staked.
1: Several people do get staked. I, you know how how I kind of, I don't, tell me what you think about this, because I don't know if I truly believe this or not, but I kind of felt watching that Hammer horror, I can see a young uh, I can't remember if it's Ted or Sam, Raimi
0: <laughs> Sam
1: feeling inspired by that. Because there was there are elements in the Evil Dead too sort of that feel like Hammer Horror set the tone. With it's it's like the first time that you kind of see a horror movie relishing that blood for its over the topness, for its this is the frill. This is the roller coaster. This is the fur ground ride. Here's the blood. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. Something that I think about a lot when we watch these older horror films is what was considered a horror back then. Like there's nothing scary to us as modern viewers happens in Dracula. So so much of the horror must have come from. Um, <laughs> and he's looking sceptical.
1: Just in case anyone's listening, we are man and wife, and I am a very open-minded individual. But I don't really fancy being as cuckolded as. Uh... Sorry,
0: that's the horror of Dracula for you. Is the the cucking angle. Well, I think that
1: it was horror enough for the BBFC that they were making sure you edited out. Don't, not not sure her enjoying this too much. We don't want them getting any ideas. <laughs>
0: Okay, it's not it. When you think about how modern horror achieves what it achieves, yeah, you don't get the same effect from his, historical horror from you know early horror films.
1: You're not going to bed and staying awake and yeah. worrying that Dracula is under your bed.
0: Yes, exactly. But so much of what must have been frightening about this at the time is just doing something new or just seeing something that you wouldn't really see.
1: Yeah.
0: At, at the pictures.
1: Well, I think a lot of the old movie posters would make promises that they essentially never kept on them about horror and thrills and chills and you pay for the whole seats, but you only use the edge, uh, etc. And this really did feel like a, like a, like playing in that sand pit, playing in a playground of, well, oh, give them what they want. They want blood, let's give them blood. They want to see... It's kind of like the, the Bride of Frankenstein all over again. They want to see Karloff as Frankenstein's monster. Give them Karloff as Frankenstein's monster, then. They want blood. Give them blood. Make Dracula bite everyone he comes across. Everyone becomes Dracula's.
0: <laughs> it's Dracula's <laughs> across the board. So I have a
1: question for you. I actually... I meant to ask you this question last week, but we started to run over on time a little bit, and I didn't ask it you, so I'm going to ask it you. First and foremost about the movie today. Okay. Would you smooch the monster? So in this case, would you smooch Christopher Lee's Dracula?
0: Oh, okay. I mean, having just learned that the scariest thing about the film for you is the idea that your wife might get off with a Dracula, I'm a little bit...
1: uh... A kiss is not a contract.
0: Okay. Um This is a trickier one for me to answer.
1: Would you like me to answer this question? First?
0: Yeah, you go first. Would you smooch Christopher Lee's Dracula?
1: 100% yes.
0: Oh, nice. Have you got any particular reasoning?
1: His presence, his aura. Mm. He he's
0: he oozes sexuality. He
1: oozes he oozes power. Mm. His power dynamic is off the charts. The guy walks into someone else's home this is his home now you can't deny his magnetism
0: yes i agree
1: and he's he's not afraid to run and jump which are admirable qualities in a kisser
0: it's true yeah he'll he'll come at you from all sorts of angles
1: yeah he'll run up and jump at you kiss you
0: and he's quite tall as well so i'd have to be standing on a small ledge it doesn't turn into any animals or anything no either. in fact that's a specific plot point of the the film yeah they, they're sort of like no it's just foolishness to think that they could turn into a bat or a wolf uh, which was an intentional decision by the director who wanted it the the idea of the vampire to seem more grounded in reality yeah okay that's cool i think that yes on balance i probably would but the thing that makes me hesitate is that Christopher Lee has a monobrow in this film. Does he? Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah, that. you would be distracted by his hypnotic eyes and his big old fangs and stuff. He's got a
1: kick-ass widow's peak.
0: Yeah, the widow's peak is, is choice. Yeah. But yeah, he, he rocks a bit of a monobrow and I'm not, He's swarthy. I'm not sure about that. Hmm. Dapper? He's dapper for sure. Can you be dapper with a monobrow? Have you said swarthy when you mean suave?
1: I think so. What's the difference?
0: Suave is a slick guy. A swarthy guy is kind of like very tan.
1: Oh well, he's not very tan. <laughs> okay, he's cool. he's pale.
0: Yeah, I was a bit like, what's he saying?
1: <laughs> under, under the moonlight, he has got a skeleton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want a divorce. <laughs> Oh no, it's happening! (laughs) I'm sorry, I just, I met Dracula. Uh,
1: well, apparently you don't want to kiss him.
0: I don't not want to kiss him. I'm slightly put off by his, like, I'd kiss him after I went at him with some tweezers.
1: Okay, okay. So, we'll, we'll for Dracula, say, for Georgia, it's yes, with a caveat. But Andy, it's just yes. Just straight in there. I'd smooch him. Um, now, I just want to, up from last week would you smooch we'll start with frankie himself the frankenstein monster
0: okay this is a lightning round no
1: would you smooch the bride of frankenstein
0: yes okay same to you
1: same answers as you no one yes um he's just too he's he's ungainly gangly
0: yeah he seems a little clumsy
1: your teeth would knock together i think
0: inexperienced
1: yeah, he do. I think he'd be straight in the, the tongue and it'd be like, oh, uh, no thanks.
0: It's also, I mean, uh, this this goes for Christopher Lee's Dracula as well, really. A little bit taller than I like. I'm not that, I'm not so into like, certainly a man over seven foot is not going to be my thing. Yeah. I wonder how he
1: smells. I if he smells of like dead bodies.
0: I think he smells of like, um, formaldehyde, like yeah. preservation. Okay. And cigars. He smokes loads of cigars in that movie. <laughs> he does. And that's that's stinky. Someone yep, who smel- smokes true. a pipe smells nice. Someone who smokes cigars smells bad.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. I reckon Bry smells like lavender.
0: Oh, you reckon? Yeah. You reckon they, like, scented her up while they were making her?
1: Actually, I bet they put, you know, those little car air fresheners? It's like a little pine tree.
0: Oh, just inside inside the hair. That's yeah. why it looks like that. <laughs> it's just full of pine, pine air fresheners.
1: Okay, um, so... That is the movie Dracula, the Hammer Horror version, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, and I would like to pair that with Wednesday 13's song Bloodsucker. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I actually love this pairing. I've been thinking about it while we've been talking about the movie. And while it's not, like, a directly about Dracula's song, mm-hmm. it is about being a vampire. It's about thirsting for blood and, uh, and drinking blood. Uh, and I think more importantly, it has got a, a sort of sexuality to it. You know, it's like, um, open up your vein, give in to me. Yeah. Like, it is um, about that kind of power dynamic, and it's about. It's sort of like asking someone to consent to the blood sucking process. It's not yeah. really like, oh, I'm just going to do it. It's kind of like, yeah, you want me to. Yeah, you've got
1: blood, and we want it. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. It's got a kind of cavalier energy to it as well. Yeah. I think Christopher Lee's Dracula has, as well as just the Hammer Horror Dracula in general. It's not as, um, as, as stoic. It's not as rigid to the source material. It's cavalier, isn't it? It's Yeah. It's punk rock. Yeah. It's punk rock, baby. Especially,
0: like, you know, the film was cheap to make. Yeah. Uh, and... Just took a really different approach to the the Universal uh, Dracula, and and I think it's better for it. In the same way, you know, we've talked about how I like things that are campy and things that are colourful. Yeah. And I think that makes this a much so this movie matches Bloodsucker well, much better than the Universal uh, Dracula would have done. Yeah.
1: We'll come back to that one. We'll come back. Yeah. Would
0: that mean there's plenty of songs about a Dracula? Yeah.
1: Um, quickly just want to talk about the comedic relief in this mm. film
0: because
1: there was I'm going to say an attempt at comedic relief and I think comedic relief is important in a horror film you, you need something to break it up we know of the Universal films there
0: was um, um oh uh, Una O'Connor Una who would play you know a, yeah like a frustrated Irish woman and yeah. everything um they had a
1: border guard yeah he operated a border gate? I wasn't entirely clear. I guess he yeah. was just like a road.
0: I thought he tax. worked at like a port at first, but yeah, he was just like a, a, a guy who operated a gate and they had to bribe him to find out where uh, Dracula had gone.
1: Yeah. Um, which, you know, it's a road and it goes either one way or the other. And if you've just come from that way, they've probably gone the other way. How hard can it be? Yeah. Um, yeah what did you think of the commuter really did it hit home for you did it make you laugh at all
0: did i mean it it made me laugh but i think not for the way they wanted it to mm-hmm. uh because they they want this sort of yeah this like little sort of petty bourgeois um like bureaucrat sort of pencil pusher guy and he's bribed and he seems to be sort of like perpetually ill He's got a cough and he's He's got a lot of traits that are supposed to be funny, and that he's kind of like small and fat. I
1: think there was a joke that I missed about coffins. I love the name
0: coffin. Right. Um, I didn't get that. But the thing I was going to say is the reason it made me laugh is that for absolutely no reason, they included an attempted comic relief scene where he uh, sort of his gate gets destroyed by Dracula's cart, and then he repairs it, and then it's destroyed by Van Helsing's cart. Right in the middle of the climax of the film, (laughs) where there's this horse and cart chase across the country, and it's like, everything's at stake, they've got to get there before sun up, they've got to get there to save Mina. And just in the middle of what is supposed to be the sort of, like, real rising action most important part of the film, they're like, let's just have, I don't know, like, one minute and 45 seconds with the border guard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was also some other comic relief in the film. It was a mortician.
0: Mm, that mortician was unbelievable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it felt a little bit like Jobs for the Boys. Like,
0: I, I think the British studio system was very like that at the time. Yeah, uh, and probably continues to be like that
1: to this day. S- I appreciated it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna fault it for trying to have a sort of a variety of of levels to it. But I would say the comic relief really wasn't successful on its own terms.
1: No. no. Well, I think that about wraps it up. We've uh, we purred Wednesday 13th Bloodsucking okay? Hammer Horror's Dracula. So, would you now like to tell our listeners where they can follow us on social media and where they can listen to our podcast?
0: Yeah, um, so you can find our podcast wherever good podcasts are found. We should, we're on all the major podcatchers. Uh, But something that I'd really like to highlight is that on Spotify, you can find our podcast and you can also find a playlist that we've made of all the songs that we talk about on the show. So you can find that by searching Spotify for Frankenstein playlist from Planet 13. Uh, On Twitter, we are at Planet 13 Pod. That's Planet 13 Pod. On Instagram, we are at Planet underscore 13 underscore pod. And until next week, we, we long dead. dead. <laughs>